0: This is You're listening to Dear Wayne State with Frankie and Kristen. What's up, everybody?
1: Hey, we're here today and. Uh,
2: <laughs> we have a very special guest. We
1: do. Um, we have Charisse Frost. Sorry, that was like a long pause before I said today. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I don't know why. That was weird. <laughs> and uh, okay. So hi Sharice,
0: how are you? Hi everybody, I'm Sharice Frost, I'm from Student Disability Services, one of the disability specialists in the office.
1: So what does that mean exactly? Tell us a little bit about you, um, like who you are, like what's your story, um, and then like what is Student Disability Services?
0: Okay, so... um, I am a graduate from Wayne State with my Master's in Counseling. Prior to that, I went to Howard University in Washington, D.C., where I studied psychology, and um, that is my path to Wayne. I worked in vocational rehabilitation services for the state of Michigan for a couple of years, providing uh, services for people with disabilities in employment. And that led me to Wayne State providing services for individuals with disabilities on the academic side of things. So at Student Disability Services, we provide academic accommodations. If a person has a diagnosed disability, they are able to come to us and request reasonable accommodations in their classrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, So if a person has any sort of diagnosis that is causing an impediment, to their access and success here at Wayne, they will come to us. Okay, so
1: like, for example, if I was a swimmer and I, I accidentally, I don't know, swimming was swim accidents, that was probably a bad <laughs> example. Okay, if I was a volleyball player and I broke one of my fingers, um, and it's actually on my writing hand, then I would come to SDS.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we can assist people with temporary situations such as what you described. Uh, We would help them make sure they can get their notes taken, take take exams, (laughs) excuse me, take (laughs) exams um, in a way that works with their injury Mm -hmm. um, until they have recovered. And then we have people who, of course, have permanent disabilities that come to us for support. So that can be a visual impairment, hearing impairment, learning disabilities, chronic health conditions, mental health disorders, Mm -hmm. the whole gamut of things. And if a person is thinking that they've got something going on but they're not 100% sure, they can even contact our office for um, a consultation just to see if they would qualify for our services. So
2: if I have a disability and it's documented because I had it diagnosed and I don't know if I could even have an accommodation or modification, could I come to the office and ask more questions, to see like, what my options might
0: be, even if yeah. I don't know or think that there are any for me? Yeah, for sure. We actually get a lot of people come in and say, oh, I didn't know I would qualify for services. People who have conditions like ADHD, attention deficit disorder. Um or some mental health conditions, we've heard that pretty often because many people assume that they've got to have a physical or visible disability, mean, meaning they're using a wheelchair or the things that people assume are disability related. Mm-hmm. So yes, you could come in and see if you qualify and if so, what accommodations we can provide.
2: So for example, someone with ADHD, what might an accommodation or a
0: modification like be that they would qualify for. Um, so, for many people with ADHD, maintaining focus is one of the biggest challenges, which tends to cause problems during their exams. And um, one of our most commonly used accommodations in SDS is uh, testing time, extra extra testing time in a distraction reduced testing environment. So uh, that's one of the accommodations a person with ADHD might qualify for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great.
2: That's
1: cool. What are some other accommodations that your office offers? And I don't know. I mean, I think we all know. I think on the podcast we've talked about before that I worked in SDS.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) So it is like asking questions that I know the answer to. But some questions I don't know. Like you might have some new, yikes, you might have some new accommodations that I never heard of yet. Like, that, I didn't, that we didn't use before. Maybe,
0: but I'm not sure we do. Um, <laughs> so we have a lot of students who use um, the testing, as I mentioned before. But in class, we've got some people who need support with um, staying focused there or processing at the speed at which a professor might be lecturing. So they may need support with note-taking, or they may need to be allowed to record lectures on their own devices, or... If the professor has access to use ECHO360, which is the lecture capture software around the university, we will advocate for that to be used. Some professors will opt not to use it from the get-go because they're worried people won't come to class or they won't be as active in class as the professor would like because they have the option to listen to the lecture later. So we might have to advocate for a professor to specifically turn that on for one student um, in the class. Uh, So that's an example of the in-class accommodations um, for our deaf and hard of hearing students. Uh, We do provide access to the lectures through CART services, which is like similar to court reporting, where they type every single word that is said or meaning for meaning. Um, Or we might use interpreting if the person uses sign language. Uh, If they're visually impaired, we're making sure everything is enlarged, or things are in a format that can be used with assistive technology. Um, so it really is an uh, individualized assessment of the student's needs,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we'll put in place whatever is reasonably doable from, for a circumstance um, that a student has. And uh, we're currently dealing with a lot of barriers on campus with the construction and with some elevator issues in certain buildings, so mm-hmm. we're having to contact registrar office, registrar's office and have them move classrooms and
2: things like that too. Wow. So. It's hard. That's really tough. I recently went to a conference where, um, I went to the teaching professor conference in New Orleans, and I sat in on a session about, um, universal design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a, a deaf college there, college for people. With, Gallaudet. Yeah. yeah. Which
1: one? Was it Gallaudet?
2: Possibly. If not that one, there's two, right? That uh, are. RID, I think we've talked about. N.T.I.D. Yeah.
1: Okay. I can't remember what it's Um, called. And then, like, University of California and Northridge.
2: I will look it up. Um, But it was very interesting, and they spoke a lot about universal design in that some of these accommodations and modifications are just good practice for all students on campus. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, since going to that presentation, I always put captioning on, whenever I'm showing a video, I make sure the captioning is correct because YouTube is not always the best place to get captions. But I will put captioning on whenever I can because there's so many distractions. Mm -hmm. Students cannot hear every word on the video. Plus, I think it goes with um, dual coding, and we've talked about that a little bit, where if you can hear something and Mm -hmm. see the words on the screen, you're taking the information and you're processing it in two different ways. Right. So and I can imagine the, um, sorry, construction going on is just yeah it's inconvenient for everyone, but if you have a disability, it's got to be really really hard. A barrier, yeah.
0: I think about that on snow days too. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of students who have issues with that. Some people have not been able to attend classes, um, on days that we have heavy snow and the snow is not properly removed or removed in a timely. and there's been a well that's not that's city property this is Wayne State property there's been conversations like that so the concept of universal design is one that we are huge advocates for and we wish that the world would shift to that that Mm -hmm. requires some cultural shifts that requires um, (laughs) people to stop blame shifting like Mm -hmm. I just said with you know that's well that's the Detroit property so they're going to at this piece of the side well, yeah. let's just think about access right. Right. so if I have a shovel you got a shovel why don't we just get this shovel, you know the snow out of the way um, for everybody not just residents just the city people and not just Wayne State students so mm-hmm. Universal Design ultimately removes the mm-hmm. need for an office like ours mm-hmm. But will we ever get there where I have to worry about my job? Right. Probably, probably not. not. Right. But ideally, I mean I could find another career if right. we really provided access equally across the board. And I I would bow out gracefully because mm-hmm. that means access for everybody. But unfortunately, that's not where we are. So we appreciate that universal design has been a buzzword around for like the last few years and will probably remain there for people who are advocates at heart and want to see this change.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there improvements that you're seeing on campus with accessibility?
0: Um, yeah, the uh, university just hired um, someone who is managing the accessibility um, for our online aspects, like through the um, Office of Teaching and Learning. Um, they're our web accessibility coordinator, and that's exciting because they're mm-hmm. going to make that push to get faculty on board with access using our like Canvas and all other sorts of materials so um, that's an exciting change and we are we have committees that are dedicated to making sure barriers are removed so it's a slow crawl but it, we are we are pushing towards it here at Wayne and we've made all of our public facing websites accessible so there have been positive shifts for sure
1: that's good because mm-hmm. people
0: don't even think about and creating classes
1: um, even just like doing uh, affiliate links mm-hmm. like click this link and look at this and then you go to that link and you know, let's say you're a student who's blind or or have low vision and you need it to read you need the screen reader and it's not it isn't it's not capable. You can't read it with the screen reader or like maybe you can only use your keyboard to go to the next right. thing that you need to see but it's not the keyboard part isn't working. You know, like yeah. I don't know. It's it's simple things that will make all of our lives easier. It's not mm-hmm. just about like Making it accessible, like, I think people take the humanity out of accessibility so often, like, this is going to make it easier for all of us humans to do this, you know, like, why not make things great for all the humans, opposed to, like, just, you know, it's definitely, there's a lot of ableism in higher ed, in general, I'm sure, you know, we're not the worst, but I'm, I'm certain we aren't the best, and, and when it comes to accessibility, and so, um, and just that—that's also a diversity issue. When we look at our our mission statement, and it says that we we not only um, want students to come with different identities and backgrounds, but we want to celebrate their diversity and include them. And if we're going to say things like that, we got to back it up with an office like yours. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, can you're talk welcome. Talk about
0: it.
1: <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit more about um, your time at Wayne, like you've been here for a while, so
0: yeah, it'll be seven years in October, which is that's great. awesome. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. yeah, that's so cool. Yep, so it's it's been um, a good journey so far. Gosh, um, sure. I don't know if this part's important to everyone out there, but I up to ESS, um, sure. which is employment security status. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's just been a journey of. I guess making my mark here at Wayne, and um, I'm looking forward to opportunities that are being presented. I'm trying to take on leadership um, opportunities as they present themselves, and so it's exciting. It feels like home. What's one thing that you really enjoy about working at Wayne? Um, I think uh, it made me miss college Mm -hmm. in some ways and so I like being connected to students and people Mm -hmm. who are in like the prime of their lives and making these huge changes Mm -hmm. and so I just feel like it's a great opportunity to I guess iron sharpening iron. Mm -hmm. I learn from my students every day. I I take on that like role seriously because I don't think I'm superior to them. I -hmm. think I'm learning from their experience in their lives so I appreciate just that diversity of our campus and how being amongst people who are making these shifts at the start of their journey, like that just encourages me often. So I just like being around people who are learning and growing and making changes.
2: It's cool. Mm -hmm. What was undergrad like for you? So you were a
0: psychology student? Mm -hmm. I was. um, Undergrad was great. And for me, it's a historically black college. So that was very key in my own development as a person, and um, it's something that really changed me, and I was a psych major, so I've always been super interested and passionate about working with people and making that impact. Um, When I came here back home and came to Wayne for my graduate program, I continued that vein in counseling. So... um, as an undergraduate, I tried to be involved in all the clubs related to my major sure. and things like that. And being away from home, I was trying to stay connected, being in Michigan club and things like that. So, oh I was Oh, in, Michigan <laughs> club, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at, at Howard, they had um, this experience for high schoolers from Michigan where they could come stay with a... People in the Michigan Club for I think we did a weekend. That's so that awesome. was nice. We would host the students and like give them the Howard University experience and also just kept us connected um, back with back home. Yeah. And so that was fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed undergrad and living on campus sure. and all that. So it was it was awesome and I miss it. Um, but again, I get that taste of that that I guess the vibrancy of being in college, being here. Yeah what are some, some some mistakes that you made maybe in undergrad that you,
1: mm-hmm. like, or maybe you didn't make any mistakes in undergrad uh, well, was like... <laughs> we've talked to right.
2: some people who had a really positive, yeah. great experience, and yeah. Kristen and I sit there like, huh, Really? <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I mean, we did not always have the... We had positive experiences, but not always the most and definitely struggled and learned yeah. from some missteps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, I don't feel like all the experience was one way like it wasn't all bad it wasn't all good you know i certainly had experiences that i would love to go back and do differently from everything from dating to being involved more involved in certain aspects or pursuing things that i was scared about that sort of thing Mm -hmm. there are a wide range of things but one thing i do wish i had done was to study abroad. Mm. My sister studied abroad for, um, I think she spent like six months in Spain, and I've met other people along the way who have taken advantage of that opportunity, and I was too scared. So I wish I hadn't let fear stop me because mm-hmm. that is something I won't get back in that setting. Yeah, I can go abroad, right. you know, and I used to say at that time, I was like, well, I just want to go on vacation abroad. I don't yeah. want to be studying abroad. But I, I didn't understand the value of that experience. Yeah. So that's something that I wish I could go back and do. That's something concrete. I mean, like that. we could talk all day that's about so some good. of the other aspects, but that sure. is one. So... When it's my daughter's time, um, as scary that as that sounds to let your child go across the world yeah. to some other place, I'm going to have to let her go if she wants to because mm-hmm. I think that was valuable for my sister and other people who have gone have really, mm-hmm. like, it has changed their lives. And so I wish that I had yeah. taken that opportunity to do that as a, a college student.
2: I'm thinking of people in my own life who did study abroad, even in high school or mm-hmm. in college. And you're right, they were never the same. They mm-hmm. took... Big risks later on in life that paid off, and a couple of them still
0: travel the world. This is my sister. She will go on a whim okay. like she's going. Where's she going? She's going to Greece in October mm-hmm. by herself. She's been to Costa Rica alone, Jamaica alone. She's just a world, she just waits for no one. We need to look into yeah. studies. I know about, about this. About I, I, what I happens agree to people yeah. who go because I wish I had taken that right. Who knows what it would have changed in my life. So, you know, I don't, like, dwell on it and eat a pound of ice cream because I'm so sad about it. But, you know, I just learned from it in the sense of that void that I realized could have been filled with some some sort of experience. So I'm a huge advocate for it. I'm even an advocate for going away to school, although, like, away from home or at least living on campus because that experience, that part of the experience I got, and that was invaluable. But... Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, my sister made a really big life decision. We're very close in age. Mm-hmm. And she finished high school. Like, she moved out and finished at another high school in her senior year. Wow. And joined, like, a big sports team and traveled the world. And wow. she's always been very brave but she makes to this day she makes big decisions yeah. and she doesn't back down and i think it has to do with that experience of leaving her family and traveling for two years she traveled right. the world wow cool. yeah that is it's
0: really cool
1: yeah yeah i think that's a really good takeaway it's just not being afraid mm-hmm. trying something new i think especially in college there's so many opportunities to like try something new and like it's sometimes it's big and scary and sometimes it's yeah. like eating in the student center you know right. you just try something new yeah that and sometimes it won't work
0: <laughs> out scary. either right yeah but yeah like, you learn from removing it. the fear to try it yeah try it. you know and that's
2: a lot of times in something like that scenario you can go home mm-hmm. if possibly mm-hmm. if it doesn't if it really doesn't work out mm-hmm. there is yeah. there are options you're not stuck right i feel like or you're you're supported there's a lot mm-hmm. of great people here at Wayne, who mm-hmm. will support you in study abroad programs, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, and don't worry, I mean, yes, the financial burden is, seems scary, I mean, like, I think I remember being an undergrad and being like, oh my gosh, $500, mm-hmm. and that being like, feeling like a lot, and then now looking back, I'm just like, $500 feels like it equals $5, and I'm looking at my student loans. Yeah, exactly, um, that's the thing, like, yeah.
0: we'll be paying on these things for how long? Right. I could when- have added a... Yeah, 2000 and beyond to Spain or something yeah.
1: myself. But, like, also just thinking about the experience and, like, you know, the goal for you in college is that when you leave here, you get a job and that job will pay you money. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. Maybe maybe it feels like that. And I know for some, some families, it is a huge burden. And, like, I know, I feel like, you know, I get that. But I also understand. I think.
0: It's there are resources them. out there yeah, too there are resources there are resources yeah. that will help pay for that kind of experience and yeah. that's a good point
1: yep that's good mm-hmm. um well Charisse at the end of every podcast we like to ask what are you listening to what are you reading um, what are you doing for self care what are you what? watching
0: Yeah. okay Wait, so what am I reading? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We go, so You need to get a shirt that's like <laughs> <in the laughs> yeah. under, what are you reading? Or write it on that board. Yeah. Um so I I feel so guilty about this, but I have not finished Michelle Obama's Becoming. Okay. And I'm like I keep reminding myself to finish it because it's yeah. a. I I have the paperback and I am usually very much into paperbacks. That's like what I love. Sure. I've tried to get myself into digital just so that I can get my mind back reading and sure. so um started reading just random whatever's free on amazon prime sort of like i like like romance novels and like just all kinds of i I will read almost anything so i'm like reading all these random things Mm -hmm. that i have not heard anything about but they're free on amazon prime so i'm just so i have to finish becoming so i'm going to say that i'm reading it because i need to finish it okay we'll hold you accountable yeah thank you we'll check we're gonna check it. thank you
2: (laughs) someone else also said something very similar and I can't remember who it was that they're trying to finish becoming.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. And, that and it's not to even answer. that it's not a good book it's because great it's book. great. Yeah. I just didn't, I put it down because it's the physical copy and now sure. I'm trying to get onto my phone and read yeah. it's digital, but they're all. You're like, not the only one though. Left stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like I don't know the name
1: of the hat. I haven't finished it yet. I yeah. do have it. I own it and I've i yeah. I'm, I'm been reading it, but also there's, a, I'm reading Americana by um, Chimamanda Nagoji. Okay. Shoot. Last name i Dachi, I think. Okay. Oh, she's not listening to the podcast.
2: Um,
0: <laughs>
1: the
2: Power of the Single Story. The, yeah, her the We Shall ten- Be
1: feminists.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's, oh, wait. Purple. She does the... It's right here. Um, Adichie, right?
1: Chimamanda Chimamanda. Yes. G Adichie. She has
2: an amazing um, YouTube video about the Power of a Single Story. Mm. It was one of the first... Things I ever had to watch when I started my graduate studies. Ooh, okay, yeah, cool. and I think it's a TED. It might be a TED talk. She did the I other TED it.
1: talk. This one, okay I'll be feminist, and then Beyonce used in her song. Oh, awesome. yeah. oh cool. Yeah, she's amazing. okay. She's pretty good. Yeah, it yeah, So I'm reading one of her books right now. So I'm also rereading mindset. Mindset by Carol
2: Dweck. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. <laughs> that one uh, I had a hard time getting through it. Really? Yeah. I, I yeah. The personal relationships chapter is really great and okay. the sports one is not as applicable to my life. Sure. So it was harder for me to get through that part. Sure. But yeah, that's that is another one that you could you it's written in a way, it's not like a novel, right, where the story mm-hmm. goes on and on. Right. An informational text, unfortunately you can put it down. Yeah. And not not every chapter might connect. Right, right.
1: I feel like that's how it is with Michelle Obama's book. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, it's it's, I and mean, because it's a biography, so it's like, okay, yeah. Today I want to like read a little bit about her life. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, was she gonna turn the corner and then, exactly. boom, Barack Obama's there. They get married. There's like
0: just facts. They have kids. Yeah, yeah.
1: we know so, the answers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So actually, that's right, right where I left off because I started to read the chapter. I'm like, oh wait, this is where she meets him. But I really want to be focused. So I put it down, and then okay. it's been a, like a month shoot you have to go it's back like, to you're this.
2: also so busy yeah you know,
0: mom. so and true oh my gosh
2: yeah. yeah
0: yeah
1: so anyway so what are you watching <laughs> <laughs> um
0: what am i watching um I am. Oh, I'm going to put a plug in for America's Got Talent because I'm watching my niece and family friend perform on oh, the uh, nice. DYC Detroit Youth Choir tonight. Okay. So vote, everybody. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. We want Detroit to succeed. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching that tonight. Okay. But I'm trying to catch up on what was it? Okay, so I recently was watching Power, but okay. I am like behind because I don't have stars. So okay. I'm watching like the old season. Okay. So that's not exciting. <laughs> like the old stuff that everyone knows, and I don't know any of the new stuff. So I'm like watching that. And oh, I'm all, oh I've been catching up on um, my DVR. That's why I'm trying to remember what I have recorded. Queen Sugar, mm. um, Green Leaf. I watch shows like that, like those drama sort of shows. I'm not necessarily into. Um, what are they called? The reality shows. Yeah. I don't watch any of those. Um, so it's usually dramas or like trying to catch up on like the pop culture show, like Power. Yeah. So that's it right now. That's, okay. It's not really super exciting.
1: Are you listening to anything good? Podcasts
0: um, or you know, I have not given myself the time to listen to podcasts as okay. often as I should. Music. But, um, whose song that I heard yesterday it was so good. I think it's called. Um, it was. Morton? What's his name? P.J. Morton. P.J. Morton. Whatever his new song is, um, I don't know. But it was super good. Okay. I listened to it yesterday and I saved it, so let's see if I can actually find it. Because that would be a good one. Okay. It. Is it there? Yes, it's called Say So by okay. P.J. Morton featuring Jojo. That's like a song I heard recently that I was like, this is pretty dope. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, and then what are you doing for self-care? Oh guys, I'm so not the best at that because I am focused always on my three year old, three and a half year old. Um I made a plan that I'll go get my hair done soon, like and try to make that my thing. Okay. So I have not done you guys can ask me if I did that too in okay. like a few weeks. We okay. have a lot of things keeping it. I know. I gotta read that book. Gotta get my hair done. It's like a little pamper me day. Okay. Um, but I have not I don't know, guys. I like that. I love
2: Having a hair appointment. I know, right? Like, yeah. Like, wash your hair,
0: massage your okay. hair. Yeah? So I nice. hope this is made yeah. to it next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You next have, week. We'll see.
2: Book that. Today. I gotta book it.
0: That's yeah. right. That's what I should do. That'll make yeah. me go.
1: Yeah. You. Well, if yeah, yes. you make an appointment yes. because if you if you skip the appointment, then, then it's probably be a fee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who right. wants the fee? Nobody. No one wants the fee.
2: Nobody.
1: Um. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on of course. Um, and t- telling us a little bit about Student Disability Services. Um, what you do is important. Um, where are you located before we let you go? Yes, yeah, important too. Oops.
0: I am in the undergraduate library on the first floor in the Student Academic Success Services area. So okay. 1600 David Adamani. Yeah. Um, that's our address. Okay. Where to be found. how can a student get registered? Um, you can go to our website studentdisability.wayne.edu and click the registration button. Fill out the online form and we'll contact you for an intake appointment.
2: Cool. Really Mm -hmm. cool. Before we go, I have a little quick plug. Yes. There are so many workshops um procrastination accountability groups succeeding mm-hmm. in the sciences groups mm-hmm. the academic success center has a ton i feel like there's so many workshops this semester mm-hmm. so go to success to figure out when all of those are happening and to register and secure your spot in a workshop because they're filling up i think i've got five or six people in my growth mindset one and that is like october 1st Nice. so Go yeah. and meet some mm-hmm. study skills specialists, like everybody else in the sixteen hundred suite. They're cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Um. Cool. Well. Um, uh, thank
1: you all for listening yeah. again. You're awesome. Lots of new
2: listeners. Yeah. We're almost at a thousand downloads. Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: yeah. Yay. Yay. I know.
2: That's so exciting. <laughs> I do check all the time. <laughs> yeah. So thanks so much for. For
1: listening, for all of your support, and again, if you're interested in a topic that we haven't talked about or you want to be on, um, you know how to find us. You can DM us on Instagram, um, which is at Dear Wayne State, or yep. you can shoot us an email at State at gmail.com. Yeah. Thanks, Bye. y'all. Bye.